0: Welcome to Empower Coaching. Empower Coaching combines mental and physical fitness to help you connect the dots to unveil a more confident, energised and empowered version of you. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Okay, welcome to the show, everyone. This is part four of the Food Matters series that I am currently doing. There are another three episodes. If you haven't already checked those out, I definitely recommend that you hop back and have a listen to those at some point. But today we are talking about building muscle as a vegan. This is a common question that I get asked about a lot. And there's a lot of myths to uh, kind of debunk that are out there. and I thought, why not reach out to someone I know who is a vegan and who is literally trying her best to build some muscle now as a vegan. So she's going to know everything about it. Um, so I'm putting I'm putting her professional view on this rather than just trying to wing it myself. <laughs> so um, let me introduce Dom. Dom, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome, the pleasure is mine. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe why why you became a vegan in the first place and what it is that you're currently doing at the minute with regards to your bikini prep?
1: Yeah, um, so I am a female-based personal trainer in East Manchester um, to begin with, so that's kind of where the fitness and little connection with you comes from um so why I became vegan so this is actually a very interesting story <laughs> uh from year when I was in year two I watched an episode of River Cottage and they showed you how to make frog raw as I say it frog raw duck liver pate anyway and as a year two year old that was not a very pleasant experience so right then I was like mum I want to become vegetarian or something I don't want to eat meat and she was like okay that's fine And we had like a nice little meal plate and she did different kind of diet. So I actually started off being pescatarian. So I didn't have any like land or flight animal, but I would have fish and then I would have dairy and obviously like veg. And then a few years years later, I found out I was lactose intolerant. So I would always have my coffee on the way to college because I was a very bougie college student. And then I used to get really, really bloated and feel really sick. So I kind of just started knocking it down. And then I switched on to having just um, soy milk and I was fine. And then I had a cheese quiche and then I passed out. So it was like, okay, definitely lactose intolerant. Can't have that. <laughs> and the dairy went out of the diet. And then a few years later, when I was in the last year of university, I found out I was allergic to fish. Oh, so, And the only thing that was left from my pescatarian diet was eggs. Um and I just thought, well, you know what? I'm (laughs) vegan now, so I might as well do it. (laughs) it. Wow, Um, I was okay, yeah. I was not expecting that story at all. I mean, like, the more longer I've been vegan and like the more research I had to do, I watched like all of like the documentaries and stuff. And like I am very glad that I am vegan. Like when I see like the lambs like in the fields. I do get a little bit upset about lambs but at the end of the day I'm not like a militant vegan it's your choice if you want to eat meat you can eat meat that's fine I just choose not to um but I like, definitely for like environmental reasons as well now because I do always think maybe it was just that one portion of fish that I had um but I'm saving the seas so there we go
0: right there's <laughs> lots of little nemo still out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's not get rid of them all oh right So just, I know that we're going to talk about uh, building muscle as a vegan, but there is also quite a common theme that uh, people turn to veganism. That's how we say, isn't it? Veganism based on the fact that it can do or has more benefits for weight loss. What I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on that um so obviously
1: for any form of weight loss you need to be in a calorie deficit that is the be right. all and all. there's no magic cure like it's just that um i think it kind of goes one of two ways if you want to become a vegan and do like the very healthy route of just having veg lentils beans pulses tofu like the natural food way yeah most chances are you probably are going to lose weight because they're not as calorie dense as meat Obviously, they've got calories in, and things like tofu on the more calorific end of it. But if you're comparing having, I don't know, a fry up to a vegan, well, a vegan fry up made up of like things like tomatoes, mushrooms, um, a tofu scramble or something, it's not going to have as many calories in. So you're more likely to lose weight on that end. If you're going the other end of having fake sausages, fake steak, um, fake cheese, those are very high in calories not always but for the most part they are so if you are doing that fry up for example again but replacing all of it with a vegan runny egg vegan sausages vegan bacon baked beans and stuff it's probably going to be quite equal with the calories but you are going to have less other things but it's all variable on brand to brand and what you are specifically going for so i'd say it's not a way out it's not a magic you are going to lose weight a lot of people can gain weight having vegan food especially when you find out that all the nice little treats some of them are still vegan and you're like oh I'll have that entire pack of bourbons um
0: but yeah, you, yeah. Can and you can. I think there's a bit of a connection with if a piece of food even if it's like a treat and it says vegan on it that there's like this connection that it's got to be healthy so it's like oh, yeah. I can have it <laughs> I so I used to work at a restaurant
1: um, in Manchester, and in like the deli section, they had this vegan-like cookie dough bar, and it was amazing. It was the nicest thing ever. And it was like caramel and chocolate and just yummy. And I saw it last night, so I thought, oh, I'll have that after my competition. And I looked, and it wasn't a very big bar. It was probably like four inches square, and it had 600 calories in. <laughs> I was like no, I prefer
0: like a big meal, thanks yeah yeah right yeah if you if you're not too fussed about eating much else for the rest of the day then it's fine but um (laughs) that's a big chunk (laughs) so um let's talk about building muscle because this is something that we both love doing um (laughs) and you are currently taking it to the next level And which is amazing, I honestly have so much respect for everyone who enters bikini competitions because I've never done one myself purely based on the fact that I know just how challenging it is both mentally and physically. Um, And so I've just not bothered myself, but (laughs) I have so much respect for people who do, and that is what you are currently doing. So tell us a little bit about the competition that you're doing where you're at with it why you even wanted to do it in the first place so I'm
1: currently in prep I am eight weeks and three days out at the minute um, of my competition which is at fitx in Leeds on the 23rd of May so not long left at all right Uh, I mean the main reason why I want to do it is I really enjoy challenging myself and getting outside of my comfort zone to grow. I always want to grow. I get bored very easily if I'm just kind of like plain saying, like, no, let's take it up, do something different. And for the past probably about five years, I've said that I was going to do it and I never have. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to constantly keep on saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it one day. Like, let me just find a coach, pay, and then it's done. I've invested in that. So that's going to hold me accountable for it. Um, which it, it definitely has, and I'm so glad over lockdown that I have a coach. Otherwise, I do not know what I would
0: have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the rest of us. Uh, what do they call it? The COVID calorie gain. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. So you're eight eight weeks and four days, was it? Three four days. It's on a Sunday. So okay, what day Wow,
1: three days today. of I'm not sure what how how many weeks
0: it's the 23rd of May anyway (laughs) okay okay that's so exciting um and yeah I mean good on you for just sort of you know that was your goal and you thought you know what I've just got to do it it doesn't matter how long I can sit and dwell on it I don't want to sit and dwell anymore I'm just going to do it and that's such a good attitude to have so yeah I am a
1: massive what if person so I know that if I didn't do it in the long future when I'm old and I mean there is plus 50 categories but I'd probably be there like what if I did it when I was younger yes
0: yeah yeah. well honestly all the best with that and um, I'll definitely be following along with that and uh, so Dom actually has her own channel at the minute that is documenting every single step of the way which is not only really interesting to watch but for someone who you know, if you're thinking about doing a bikini competition yourself, whether vegan or not, I think you'll gain a lot of information from it. So, Dom, if it's okay if we put the links at the yeah. into the show notes so that people can come and follow, follow you and follow your journey. So let's get into how you're finding it with so obviously with bikini competitions, a lot of it is the aesthetics and you have to have a certain amount of muscle mass in comparison to fat mass on on the body. So how are you finding it at the minute with building muscle, but not eating the typical, let's say, um, high protein foods that a meat eater would eat? Chicken and rice. Chicken and rice, yeah. I mean, Uh, breakfast.
1: (laughs) So I've actually found it okay. I think I'm quite, I say at the minute, I still haven't got rid of all the layers of fat to see what's kind of underneath it all. But what I've noticed is there's quite a few other first timers that I've seen who now they're shredding down and getting rid of that fat. You can see that they don't have that muscle there. Um, So I think it's very important. Definitely you need to definitely build before you would even think of doing a competition or even if you just wanted to have like a photo shoot or just looked a bit more ripped you need that muscle mass there to begin with like you're not going to get that just by living on some small amount of calories um so thankfully i've i mean i've trained for about 10 years now maybe just under 10 years so i've got quite a big basis of muscle from when i was pescatarian mm-hmm. um, and then for the past probably about three four years of being well no longer than that I've left uni longer than that oh I'm old (laughs) um (laughs) over five years of being vegan um so meals that I typically have are not probably the cleanest so let me put a bodybuilding diet isn't the most nutritious you don't eat the rainbow you don't have well, you, if you really wanted to push it, you probably could get your fruit and veg in, in a day, but chances are you're not. So you need to take some form of multivitamin because you're just not, it's just not going to happen. Um, so meals are things like fake chicken bits from Sainsbury's, they're the best ones with broccoli, carrots, um, courgette, things like that, all your veg. And then my other go to meal is sausages and veg, sometimes with rice. Potato is my preferable carb because it's just more satiating and it just fills you up for longer. Um, but at the minute now I do have what I call my sad meal, which is just sausage and veg and there's no carb in it. So I make <laughs> sure carrots to look like chips or mash sometimes. Mm. So my eyes think, oh, it's a carb. This is great. When it's just carrot really. <laughs> uh, so things like that. Definitely in terms of protein, um. Because you are going to be on lower calories, and normally that kind of gets sacrificed from your carbs. You're going to need to supplement it because a lot of protein-dense vegan food is high in calories and carbs. Things like tofu or tempeh—that's you've got carbs in it. It's just what it is. Um, so I end up having 60 grams of protein a day. So that each one of those is about a scoop and a half of protein powder. So you're having More than one typical serving. Um, So I have that. I have one of those with breakfast instead of milk with a cereal because you are allowed cereal. That is part of a bodybuilding diet. I'll have, well, usually I have it with yogurt mixed into. So it's like a thick pudding almost. Uh, But recently I found if you just add water to it, it turns into like a batter, like brownie batter or cookie dough batter. Like you don't cook it, but to me it tastes really nice. Yeah. One of my friends did it and they didn't like it, but I personally loved it. So that's the important bit for me. (laughs) So no, really, in terms of protein, it's things like your fake chicken bits, which tend to be lower in calories than your chicken, um, not chicken, your fake sausages, um,
0: and protein powder, really. It's not very exciting. So you'll get 60 grams of protein from protein powder and then the rest from other yeah okay just in case anyone heard then that it was 60 grams of protein that you were only having a day oh my <laughs> way, way okay so i mean do you do you ever find that you've ever struggled to hit because obviously when when you're in bodybuilding like you said then there's a very small focus on micronutrients but there's a high focus on macronutrients carbs fats and proteins so do you ever find that you ever struggle to hit your protein targets um not anymore because with my
1: coach I'm on a set meal plan okay. so I don't to know about what foods I'm having he just sent me a weekly plan I'm like hey, okay, this is the meal that's going in and that's it um so I know that it's all been calculated um before I had that I was on the lower end of it but before then I was just kind of like plain sailing I wasn't really growing muscle i wasn't losing i was just on maintenance and i had no negative health complaints (laughs) so i was kind of like okay i must be fine the occasional times i would go in my fitness pal and just track it to see what like what i was doing um i was on the lower end i was probably about one gram per kilogram of body weight which i mean all of those nutritional papers which say xyz you can get away with that on the lower end so i wasn't under mm-hmm. um but i wasn't in a place where you're particularly going to grow a lot of muscle but i wasn't in a deficit
0: and so. do you do you think that's because you just struggled to find or eat protein uh, foods that were high in protein or was it more just that you weren't really focusing on it so you weren't you know you weren't having that as like your main focus at that time um I think a bit of both I
1: would often always have a protein shake anyway around training so I was always getting at least 20 grams of protein from that um and then my other protein would come from things like sausages or mints um but as time progressed I did more learn I wanted to become a bit more like whole foodish and away from kind of the fake sausage and the fake this, that, and whatever. Um, so I went on to doing things like lentil bolognese and like lentil shepherd's pie, which were lovely. Um, but they were, they do tend to be a little bit lower in protein because those big brands who make the things, I think, oh yeah, they need protein. Let's just pump loads of protein in it. Um, so um, it's a bit of both. Like it wasn't a main priority. Like I was just happy. I enjoyed. I was had a very wide variety. Like it's very varied what I ate. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that was your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because obviously one of the main concerns is that people, um, as a vegan, you're not going to be able to hit your protein targets because protein is so. Yeah hard to get hold of right this is how a lot of you know people are commonly seeing it um and it so that's why I wanted to know is if that was a struggle for you or if actually it was completely fine you had no problems accessing the protein it's just it wasn't your focus at the time
1: I think definitely like it's available it just wasn't my focus I think if you are someone new to training and or maybe new to a vegan diet and you aren't in the habit of using protein shakes then it might be a little bit harder for you because that automatically gave me kind of a 20 gram head start um so I didn't need to find that much um but it is there and especially if you do your research I mean I would advise anyone if you are thinking of becoming plant-based or vegan or just incorporating more plant-based days into your like weekly meal plan definitely do some research because I think there's a lot of people out there who kind of when it was like the trendy thing to do were like those americans were like oh yeah we're all vegan for this that and the other i think people just tended to like jump on to like the little train and didn't do any research and then there was quite a few people who i think became quite ill because they didn't know where to get their food from right um but things like beans lentils pulses they're gonna have your protein and things like chickpeas um so definitely like you need a portion of them at least at least one portion a day um I mean, like a a can of beans. Beans on toast is such a nutritious meal, whether you're (laughs) vegan or not. Like, it's a (laughs) meal. And I think think it's about 15 grams of protein in a can of baked beans.
0: So if you've got that on top of your protein shake, you're halfway there. You've just changed everyone's breakfast for (laughs) for the ongoing future. (laughs) Beans on toast,
1: when I wasn't in prep, like in the first lockdown, every day I would
0: have some form of beans. I love them. They're great. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So obviously, like you were saying, you've been training for a long time now and you've been strength training for a long time now. So you've experienced it as a, uh, well, as a pescatarian, right? Mm. And you've experienced it as a vegan. So have you noticed any major differences between when you were training as a pescatarian and when you were training as a vegan
1: yes and no because i think the yes is influenced a lot by lifestyle as well so when i was at uni that was when i really got into fitness and i was going to the gym six times a week 6 a.m. and i would be having a lot of eggs and a lot of fish um cuz i think in a fillet of salmon i think you get 22 grams of protein right there i would have two um fried egg whites or like an egg white omelette and i would have a protein shake so i was definitely having a lot of protein Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably too much protein um but the course that i did at uni i was in eight hours doing physical activity um so my expenditure was a lot so i'd already gone to the gym for an hour in the morning and then i was doing eight hours running about, physical stuff, climbing up ropes in the air and stuff. Um, So obviously you're going to grow muscle from that as well as the gym. Mm -hmm. So then I would probably say, I mean, yeah, I would say that's probably the most hench I've ever been. I definitely carried more body fat, but kind of, I'd say definitely upper body, that was the most
0: hench I've been. And, and for the for, and most people are going to know what hench means but for people who don't know what hench means it basically just means absolute muscle gains like <laughs> big I was muscles. like my arms were like Popeye they were great <laughs> so I mean with with um like hitting PBs and things like that have you noticed a difference so obviously
1: when you begin training you have a mad rush of gains <laughs> in-
0: The newbie game
1: week after week I was hitting like the best I think my deadlift I mean it's a good deadlift it's not by all means the best deadlift in the world I managed 105 kilograms for one rep when I was pescatarian um squatting I never made the 100 club which really upset me and still upsets me to this day I got 95 then I managed I don't know what I managed on bench it was a lot my bench was good um I think it was like 52 wow it was a bench at that point I wanted to try powerlifting because I was so into weights and I was like this is so good and then when I switched over to being vegan I was also in a new relationship then 6am gym sessions kind of didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) uni and then only probably in the last year I've actually got into the gym to the same extent as I did when I was pescatarian. So obviously when you neglect it, muscle goes, strength goes. It's natural. So I kind of had to build up, not from scratch, but I had to build it up again. Um, and deadlift now I've managed 102.5. Hey. So I'm 2.5 kilograms off. <laughs> but those 2.5 kilograms do matter yeah Uh, bench I managed 47.5 so not far off squatting I just I don't squat (laughs) I just don't do that um so strength has definitely come back um obviously now I'm cutting down for this competition must like my arms look probably as good as they did they're probably in better condition now um Mm -hmm. than I was when I was pescatarian, but I think that's more from like the maturity of my muscle and because I've trained for longer now. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, if I put on a bit more fat, I'd probably look even hencher. <laughs> so I, think, I think it's definitely doable to gain an equal amount of muscle, no matter what your diet is, whether you're eating steak every day, whether you're eating fish or whether you are plant-based. Um, but I think there's definitely a lot of different lifestyle things that fall into it for me as well to give it like a a hundred percent accurate test.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Because what I'm hearing really is that if we were to come to a conclusion, there isn't really enough to suggest that either way you were better off or worse off. Yeah. It, no. It, more with lifestyle changes than anything. Yeah um which is great for vegans that are questioning whether they can do this or not (laughs) um i I think one of those
1: things when that film was a game changers came out like i really enjoyed it i was like this is great because it's what i believe in i'm like yes everyone should be vegan to save the planet to save the lambs and it's good for your health but it has been shown that most of those studies were backed by vegan companies
0: yeah, And then you
1: see the studies on the other hand that have been funded by the dairy industry and stuff. So all of that stuff out there, I don't think you can really take that much like weight with it. I think it's definitely individual and see what works for you.
0: Oh, that's great advice. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, th- I think that's how it is. And I literally have just done a podcast on this last week's podcast um just about how it's so easy for us to read headlines and just to take that as gospel just that one headline but not really read into the article and the problem with that is a headline is there to attract you it's there to shock you and so when you read it first off It can be extremely misleading and I think a lot of people do get misled and I think so this was about carbohydrates last week and I think that it's a similar kind of thing with veganism um you know we saw that we kind of went through this trend didn't we I think we're still in it actually where you know it was seen to be trendy and cool to be a vegan um and it would really accelerate your fat loss and everyone who was slim was doing it And then there was a lot of talk about how vegans um, are deficient in this, this, and this. And so, you know, they don't have optimal health. Um, But again, it was all just headline. This is what people are talking about right now. This is what we're going to headline. And then obviously the public fall victim to that. And and that's how we get to where we are today. Um, So it's been really good that you've been able to give an insight on, you know, your own journey of actually going through it uh even better that you have done all these other you know pescatarian and stuff as well and um, just yes. to show that um which is absolutely fantastic and I th- and you know you've just let us know that you are successfully making your way through bikini prep right now and you've had no issues whatsoever with hitting your proteins yeah. or anything like that which is great <laughs> um i think obviously you know, it's good to acknowledge that most vegan foods will be lower in protein. And I think that's probably where the connection initially comes in from, you know, chicken, for example, if you have um, 150 grams of chicken, it can be anywhere between, you know, 30 to 50 grams of protein just in that one portion (laughs) right so that's huge um whereas things like lentils and pulses have still got protein in them but just not in quite as high quantities. so it's just about adapting it isn't it and and making it so that it fits i think definitely the biggest thing i
1: think is education and if you're choosing to follow a vegan diet plant-based diet, you need to look into it and see where your nutrition's coming from otherwise you're going to have a horrible experience of either following the diet because you're just going to be there living off packet soup and bread and then you're going to get ill or you're not going to be hitting those protein
0: markers or whatever your kind of macros are what's the key bit of information that you need to extract from setting about a program or a plan or something what do you really need to have in place to be able to succeed in working towards building muscle because there's a lot that goes into programming isn't there so yeah. you've got your program itself you've got the how you train and how you exercise and then you've got your meal plan and it, obviously your meal plan set a certain way isn't it with yeah. you know targets and things like that so what's like the main to be able to make sure that you're building muscle what's the main target that you need to have in place and be focused on I think nutrition wise that it's
1: your protein your protein and your carbs yeah I
0: think it has to be <laughs>
1: yeah I mean your calories you need to be in a surplus if you want to gain
0: unless you're brand new to weight training so it's the, the carbohydrates proteins if you've got those two nails if you know what you need like with numbers wise to be able to build muscle as long as you're hitting them chances of you succeeding are going to be yeah high yeah Yeah, that's great so in that case it's just simple isn't it really (laughs) now um so you're eight weeks out very exciting let me just know or let us know like how are you feeling like emotionally about it like how, how what's What's the journey been like mentally for you on this? Um, I feel
1: incredibly lucky that my journey has been quite chill so far. Obviously, that could all change at the drop of a hat. Um, I have a very good relationship with myself, my body image, and with food. If you don't, I would definitely say this isn't for you. Like, it's a lot. There are times where you are hungry and you are miserable, And you're there like, why am I doing this? So you have to have a solid reason on why you are doing it. Um, Thankfully, I've not really had any of them. I've had hungry moments. um, But then I remember why I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, that's more important than that. I don't know, chocolate bar or whatever. Um, So I've had a very good time with it. I haven't had too many problems. I haven't really compared myself to anyone. Because I trust me and my coach. I trust my coach a lot. And he's done it for years he's got
0: very good results if he wasn't happy with something he would have changed it so yeah and I mean there's a lot that goes into bikini prep it isn't just about eating certain calories and smashing the gym up there's so much more isn't there you've got to think about bikini you've got to do posing um, hair and makeup on the day like what do you think is the most challenging aspects outside of you know, what we already know with training and nutrition, what is then the other most challenging aspect of bikini prep? For me personally, posing. Right. It is hard. It is
1: painful. Like it hurts. But <laughs> like we- you have to squeeze your muscles. You are there shaking. You've got to hold it. And then obviously the next day you're aching
0: and you've got to do it all over again. I, th- I find it so bizarre because when you see bikini competitors on the stage and you know the the standing there with grace they've got that certain smile (laughs) but yet this whole time you're saying it's painful (laughs) oh yeah 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 if you're doing it and it doesn't hurt you aren't doing it (laughs) right and I and that's because the bikini flex is different to your standard flex is it because <laughs> i mean <laughs> if i was just to pull my bicep now that's not gonna hurt like i'm just
1: <laughs> so different federations
0: are different as well so the federations that i'm using
1: is fitx and pca so that what they ask for is very different to what say two bros ask for two bros seems a very elegant i mean i don't know their style of posing so i'm sure it's still quite uncomfortable but it looks a lot more relax in the upper body it all seems a lot of legs like sticking your bum back and stuff um whereas pca and fit exits you're flaring your lats your arms are out your elbows are down lift the shoulders lift the chest arch the lowers back stick your bum back lengthen out your hamstrings like and like think about screwing your feet into the floor like it's a lot wow
0: wow what is going through your mind and then you've got to think smile <laughs> The most simple part of it, but the most difficult when you're trying to do everything else. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, I'm really excited for you. And, you know, we're all going to be rooting you and really eager to continue watching your journey with this. I have really enjoyed watching, uh, as you know, I've really enjoyed watching your journey so far in it. Um, so Dom actually posted up a a comparison of two photos of her I think was it your first pose that you did and then yeah. your most recent pose um and just the transformation in the two just by simply learning how to hold a pose was incredible and that was eye-opening for me because that had nothing necessarily to do with how much muscle you had gained as such it was more how you know how to hold a pose yeah um, and that was like oh wow there's such a skill to it you know but um yeah so anyone who wants to follow uh, dom's journey with this highly recommend that you go and check out um what is your instagram what's your it is dominique dalton pt lovely so and we will obviously post um that on the show notes as well and your youtube channel dominique dalton also (laughs) lovely. So we'll post that on there as well. And then if any of you guys want to go and follow Dom along with her journey, then I definitely recommend. But I think it's safe to say that after this discussion today, and honestly, guys, you are getting it from a trusted source, just go and check out her, um, all of her social pages so that you can see for yourselves. She is literally killing it right now. And she's a vegan. So I think we can definitely put a lid on this being a vegan means you can't gain muscle because you can and I'm sure Don would be happy to answer any further questions on that would like on her social page right so yeah thank you very much for joining us on today's show thank you and um, check back next week everyone for a next episode of Empowering You with Emma and have a great weekend and I'll see you then bye